On today's first round KO, we talk about Todd Gurley getting paid in L.A. and how that affects NFL running backs going forward. We also talk about Carmelo going to Houston and how that affects the West of the NBA. Staying in the NBA, we talk about Kevin Love staying in Cleveland, and we talk about if he's worth that big contract. Me and Connor are also mad about Roman Reigns and WWE booking, and then we also have winners and losers for you guys. Let's get it. Shock the system. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, a.k.a. Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Connor J. Moore. Connor, how is it going? Good, good. It's going very well. Um, Did you know, because you mentioned my first and uh, my, my middle initial, did you know I have two middle names? I did know that. Isn't It's like JD, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to uh, say JD Moore from now on? <laughs> no, no, you can. I mean, it, it, Connor it's J. Moore just has a, it has a certain ring to it. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but no. Um, yeah, I think I, did, uh, I, I mean, have seen that somewhere. Every, I don't remember where yeah, I saw it. Yeah, like more. A bunch of people, well, now a bunch of people know that I have two middle names. Not many know what the second one is. Very few in Whitewater know what the second one is and very few back home like people that I went to high school with know what the second middle name is I think you've said it on the podcast I yeah I think I said it well I think was it the first one that I was on full time I think so I think it was 17 that you you said something I'm pretty sure yeah yeah I'm pretty sure it was episode 17 where I I was like I was like yeah this is it Oh, and I just came out of nowhere. And then I think one of my friends was listening to it. And then they texted me in the ear, which is like, when the hell did you get two middle names? I was just like, since I was born. I was, <laughs> I was like, oh. like, I've always had them. <laughs> right. I was like, nothing has ever come up socially where I needed to disclose how many names <laughs> I have. But <laughs> surprise. So you can, uh, for the audience listening, you can go listen to episode 17. <laughs> On iTunes. <laughs> I know. We're right? on iTunes now. <laughs> Holy it's crap. So, I don't know. So it's, it's probably not as big as I feel like it is, but I feel like it's pretty big. It was so weird because when you submitted the thing, because I remember I did this a few years ago when I did something for the radio station to try to get all of our stuff on iTunes, right? Yeah. I remember when I submitted it, kept stalking uh, the podcast. I didn't get any emails, didn't get anything about, about that or anything. Just kept stalking, just kept stalking, kept hitting refresh. Oh, yeah. And then when you texted me about it, you was like, hey, we got approved. I was like, all right, cool. It's going to be in, in the next few days. Mm-hmm. I kept stalking it more and more. Oh, me too. And then <laughs> and then I was like in the middle of playing uh, Forza on Xbox and I get a text message from you. All caps. Where are I to? I was just like, what? It's like, and so I go and look. And the moment I saw that, I probably almost ate it falling out of the couch honestly <laughs> so i like texted so many people and everything um a bunch of people were just like 
actually got off the phone today, actually, with one of my friends, and they were just like, so if I come and visit at any point, could I be on the, the podcast just for the sake of saying I'm on iTunes? I was just like, <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're willing to just come visit in the middle of the damn week and not a weekend, I feel like I have no choice. Right. I feel like you kind of deserve to be on at that point. No, um, you can ask Kyle and Zach. I I because I, I was stocking it too. Like I, it said one or did two this days. Happen at the Brewers game. It, it was the... it was on the way to the Brewers. We are already. Oh me and Zach met Kyle at his house, and then Kyle drove to the game. And, yeah. you know, the, the, the email said one to two days. So I was like, okay, it'll probably be on tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm stocking it in the car on the way to Miller Park. And all of a sudden, I, I go to iTunes, I search first round KO, and it pops up. I see our cover art, and I literally, you can ask them, I yelled so loud in that car. <laughs> And they looked at me like, what is wrong? And I shoved it in Kyle's face as he's driving. Probably shouldn't have done that, but I shoved no, it in his I, face. I, I said, I don't advise that. I just said, I'm on iTunes. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh, cool. And then he continues his conversation with Zach. And I was like, no, Kyle, I don't think you realize. And then I scrolled to one of the episodes, uh, episode, I think it was 16 that he was on. And I was like, no, yeah. Kyle, I don't think you realize. You're on iTunes now, too. And he goes, and he, he just sits there and he goes, holy, holy crap, I am. <laughs> It, it's just such a cool feeling. I, you know, I I feel like it's actually becoming a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I am stoked that this is that this is happening. Uh, at the end of the show, I have to give out a shout out to um, a couple people actually. Um, one of which has been an avid listener since my little five minute cameo on that one episode with you and Carter. Actually, LeBron signed. Yeah. Yep, and then. Another one who literally just texted me the other day. It was just like, I had no idea you had a podcast. I had no idea it was on iTunes. Should I listen? And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. uh, yes and yes. <laughs> so, um, and then they were just like, I have to catch up. I was just like, you got 18 episodes of work to do. And that, equiv- and that equates to about a full day as far as hours are concerned. Oh, absolutely. Have, have fun. <laughs> what a day so, what a day exactly <laughs> what a day of just listening especially the early episodes where i'm live on air probably shaking in my in my chair just rambling on about stuff i love it <laughs> i'm gonna have to eventually probably towards the end of the summer i'm gonna go back and listen to the old episodes oh geez it's gonna be interesting so Let's talk about. Let's knock out some topics. Let's actually talk about some sports. Let's here. do it because let's we are a sports it. podcast. Shocking the system <laughs> since day one ish. Um, so we start off today with Todd Gurley. So Todd Gurley and the Rams agreed on a four year extension, and the extension is worth sixty million, um, with forty five of it guaranteed. So now uh, Todd Gurley is uh, with the Rams with with uh, L A. Now I almost said St Louis. With LA until 2023. Um, now we don't have to talk about Gurley as much um, because I think it's a very uh, mutually agreed upon thing that Todd Gurley is one of the best all around backs in football right now. Um, mm-hmm. Le'Veon Bell, I'd say, was the best runner, but Todd Gurley can catch better, and I think he can block better, and just the overall route running and schemes of everything. Plus, he's just almost as good a runner as Le'Veon. So I he he's one of the best overall backs. He deserves every penny of this contract. Um 
So my question to you, Connor, is how does this contract change the landscape of running backs in the future of the NFL? A certain Le'Veon Bell is sitting somewhere pissed. That, that I, yeah. much I can tell you. That was my first thought too. Like Le'Veon's got to be just. Um, he even tweeted afterwards. He tweeted a congratulatory tweet, and then afterwards he tweeted and yet quote and y'all thought I was tripping, and I was just like, yikes, yikes. I was just like, I was like, you are just one at symbol away, honestly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but what does this do, man? I think. What this does, I think that if you're a top flight running back, and like you, and I mean, you have to be like without a shadow of a doubt, not a fringe top flight. I mean, you have to be like in that first tier. You are going to get some cash. And then for the rest of the running backs, you know, it, it, it gives them something to work for. I mean, as far as like the main, the market, this pretty much affects like just your main heavy hitters. I don't think this is going to start like an avalanche effect of, you know, oh, a running back has been crazy product, been crazy productive, you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, let, let's pay him. I mean, I it, see like in my mind, this, it, it, this, yeah. it could be a lot like quarterbacks. Like we've seen a lot of quarterbacks in the past 10 years now, because the the one that sticks out in my mind is Joe Flacco has a great season mm-hmm. when his contract is up and then gets paid out the ass. And and then just I got paid, so now I, now I can be comfortable. Now I don't have to try his art. Right. Basically, I right. I could almost see that happening with running backs, especially because we see such a young crop of running backs coming through: Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley, David Johnson, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. All of these dudes are are young, and they they're going to be in this league for a long time. So I think you know contract years are now going to be bigger for running backs. Like they are for quarterbacks. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think we and what I'm hoping we don't see is the same situation where you know you have running a running back who's been okay to good at best case scenario he's been good or rather good enough and then he has the one great year and then the team just crazily just throws the entire kitchen sink just hands him a blank check and he's like write whatever amount you want and they hand it to him. And it's so tricky now, too, because running backs have such a weird shelf life in the NFL because the old adage goes, you know, like once a running back hits 30, you're kind of just like, uh oh, unless your name is Frank Gore, (laughs) unless your name is Frank Gore. Exactly. And then 40 is the new 30. My big thing, and I'm saying this as a Bears fan, because you have a running back or we have a running back by the name of Jordan Howard, who I think the league tends to forget exists. But he's a damn dude, good running dude back. Puts he's up a, crazy numbers. He is definitely a top five running back. Ooh. What this does for top five? for me, I, I he so far he's been putting work in that I think he deserves to be in the conversation for top five running back. I, he's in, in the conversation. Now. I'd say he's top ten. I don't oh, know. without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure, top, top ten. 10. I, he's but in I the think, conversation for five, I guess. But what I'm thinking as a Bulls Bulls. Bears fan. As a Bears fan, now I'm just like, oh boy. Like that's all I can think about right now. You're right. Because if you're a team that has a top that has a great running back, you know, Saquon Barkley when when that day come rolls around eventually in four years when his rookie deal is up. By the way, his rookie deal is fat. Honestly. That was a big rookie contract. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Saquon and Baker, they both signed some big contracts today. Oh yeah. 
So when Ezekiel Elliott's contract runs up, runs out, when Howard's contract runs out, when David Johnson's contract runs out, you know, depending on what he does after he got in right, this yeah, year, right? All this, all this Todd Gurley move does is just every executive in those teams that has you know a top flight running back, they're sitting in their office and they're just like, oh boy, because <laughs> they know they are going up to pay their guy now. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to, be, and then it's, and you mentioned the whole quarterback thing. Everyone's kind of every quarterback that gets signed, they're looking at other quarterbacks like, oh well, he got paid this much and he did this. I'm better, and I and I'm I'm such and such. I deserve more. You know, like this is now the standard. You know, Kirk Cousins got paid a buttload because Matthew Stafford. You know, and Aaron Rodgers is probably, hopefully, going to get paid, or well, hopefully, a blank check first of all. But yeah. he is going to be. But his contract number is definitely going to be influenced because of because of the Kirk Cousins, the Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, Matt Cousins Ryan. deal. Yep. Right, the Matt Ryan deals and everything. So mm-hmm. we're probably going to see a lot of that, and yeah, I would hate to be an executive on any of those teams who have a top flight running back because now they're just like, how much money are we going to have to pay our man? Like, how much money? And I mean, well, it's, yeah, and it, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a worthwhile investment, but you have to, but you do realize that the money that Todd Gurley got paid might be doubled or getting close to that. It, you might have to pay a lot more than that to keep your guy now because the standard's been set. Now the I was, standard's yeah. officially been set. I, I look at guys back. like Leonard Fournette and Zeke who are looked at as better players than their quarterbacks and kind of make their quarterbacks better. <clears throat> like they're and and Gurley too. They're in the same conversation because they have young quarterbacks who can manage teams, but they're not, you know, they're not Matt Ryan, they're not Aaron Rodgers. So mm-hmm. now you as an executive, you have to start looking at this, do I pay do I pay out the ass for a good quarterback, like a great quarterback, or do I get a young guy or, a, you know, a, a go get a different guy like a McCown or something like that that can manage a game, Blake Bortles, and not pay him as much but instead pay more money to running backs. Now it adds a different layer to what a teams are going to pay for and what positions they're going to focus on. Um, because you know, and especially even now with Julio Jones, you kind of have to look at receivers too. Julio and Odell, they're looking at, so now teams have to try to manage where they want to spend their money and what they can piece together with the money that they spend. I, I think it's, this is very interesting. I, I, I thought Le'Veon was going to do this next season. I didn't think we were going to see any big contracts, but this Todd Gurley thing breaks the running back market wide open. All I have to say is that. You know, remember when the when the Le'Veon Bell thing happened, like literally a few days ago, and his agent was just like, "This is going to be the last season that he oh, will yeah. play in a Pittsburgh Steelers uniform." Yeah, and everyone's just like, "Oh my God, he might actually leave." And other people was like, "Eh, not if not if the Steelers give him all this money." I am now thoroughly convinced that he is gone now, not because he wants to leave, even though like that's like twenty five percent of the reason but why. Because he's I think money. Oh, yeah, like, there's yeah. going to be teams out there that are just going to just throw the suitcase at it. Like, shut up, take our money, please come play with us right now. Yeah. There is about, like, the the bidding war for Le'Veon Bell officially started after Todd Gurley signed that contract, signed his contract. Yeah, teams, like, the I bet you teams officially are, began. are already looking towards next offseason 
yeah, to see yeah, what kind of cap space they'll have available, what trades they need to make to make cap space available. Yeah. How many players are going to have to let go to uh, add on to that? Yeah. Bidding war began the moment news broke of Todd Gurley's contract. So I hate to be that guy. I don't want, I don't, I hate to be the pessimist here, but if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and you're listening to this, hope you enjoy Le'Veon Bell this season. Cause that's it. That's that's all you're gonna get this season out of him. Cause this is gonna be the last year, and it's gonna be the best year. Why? Cause he's gonna have probably an MVP type of year. Cause now he sees his contract. Oh lord. Oh lord. Yeah. You ticked him off first. The team ticked him off, and now Todd Gurley just signed to this contract. Well, hope Steelers fans enjoy this one last year with them. Cause that's it. I can tell you personally, as a Pittsburgh fan. I have already accepted that he's gone next year. <laughs> 100%. Once we franchise tagged him this year, I I knew it. Like they weren't going to give him a deal. If they would have gave him a deal, they wouldn't have tagged him. It, it, once they tagged him, I knew he was out and now especially with that because they're already paying Big Ben, you know, he's not getting Aaron Rodgers money, but they're paying him. And yep. Antonio Brown's got a big contract. And you don't want I've I've ranted about this all the time. You don't want to overspend on only three positions and then not be able to put an, a a good enough team around those players. But you know he's not going to get this money from Pittsburgh. There's just no way. There, I'm looking at teams with young quarterbacks who aren't getting paid a lot, who are going to be able to pay for him. I'm looking at you know the New York Jets, uh, Arizona Cardinals, um, uh, Buffalo. Yeah, all these teams that just drafted quarterbacks who have quarterbacks on rookie contracts, they're going to be able to pay a running back. So, you know, and Pittsburgh's not going to be able to, not without ruining the rest of the team. So, yes, nope. as a Pittsburgh fan, I can tell you, <laughs> I've accepted the fact that he's gone, but I'm very excited to see him prove himself to get his contract this year. I think Pittsburgh's the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year. Are they? I think so. Are they though? I with Brown and Bell, you almost you know the three Bs. You got the killer Bs. You got you kind of have to be the favorite. I mean, uh, New One, England's oh. not New England's not going to be great. The, I kind of want to see how Jacksonville's going to do after last year. I wonder so, if it's going to be a fluke season or not. I'm going to touch on this real quick too before okay. we move on. So I've I'm obviously I'm a, I'm also a Jacksonville guy, um, and. I I was very hopeful kind of going into this season. I'm an optimistic dude, and I want this team to be good because they have, I, I think, pound for pound the best defense in the league, um, rivaled by the Rams, but they've got a lot of weird pieces that could not work out. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have the best defense. Their offense is weird because Blake Bortles is a C or D-level quarterback. Um, Leonard Fournette's one of the best backs in the league, so that helps. But now they let go of their top two receivers. So that doesn't help Bortles at all either. So now teams are going to be able to play the run, make Bortles throw. And it, they didn't have to play Luck or Watson last year. And they were 0-2 against Mariota. Weird. They were 0-2 against the, the Titans. I... As sad, and I've been obviously I I listen to Colin Coward. He's been saying most of this. He, it, they're going to have a tough time against Deshaun Watson and the Texans. They're going to have a tough time against Andrew Luck if he's healthy in Indianapolis. 
And I think they can take down Mariota. I don't think the Titans are that great. I think they can handle them this year. But that team is going to struggle big time in that conference or in that division. Um, if they get in, it's a wild card. I think Houston probably has that. But I, I want to be optimistic about the Jaguars, but that division is looking tough quarterback-wise. But anyway, <laughs> enough. All I heard well, was the Sean Watson, and I got very, very giddy. <laughs> We'll we'll do I this, see this is why I love that this kind of news is coming out because we get to start talking about football and it makes me so excited because I just want football season to start. I'm just so excited. Hey, for first preseason, season. first preseason games next week with a Hall of Fame game. What? <laughs> yeah, you didn't know this. I didn't realize that it was so, holy crap. That makes me so. We're gonna do a football is, episode. I'm pretty. We're gonna do a football episode pretty, coming up here. I am pretty sure it's next week. Yeah, the Bears are in it. They're playing in the hall. I don't know who they play, but they're but they play in it. I think it's Indianapolis. I don't know why that name comes to mind. No, that was also in Indianapolis last year. Never mind. Holy crap, that makes me so excited. We're gonna do a football episode soon. We have to now. I, uh, I didn't yeah. realize how actually close it was. I would have been disappointed if we didn't. Oh well, obviously we'll we'll do a prediction show. We'll just go through every conference, every division. We'll do a prediction show. I love it. All right enough of the nfl we'll get back to that some other show to now we move on to the nba as we've talked about all summer um it feels like the season of the summer of the nba for sure there's been some gr- huge news and now um i think it was yesterday that this happened that the news broke about carmelo anthony and the houston rockets um, agreeing on a $2.4 million contract after the Hawks uh, complete the buyout with Anthony. Um, and I believe it's a one-year – yeah, it's a one-year deal for Houston and Carmelo. Um, I I have some thoughts on this, but I want to hear what you have to say first, Connor. Is it a bad thing that I was really just – had no emotion towards this move whatsoever because this has been talked about for a couple weeks now? Right. Like we all, like we all knew he was going to Houston. So, I mean, I didn't, I com- completely forgot he signed until I saw something on Facebook the other day. I was like, oh yeah, that actually happened officially. Moving I didn't, on. I didn't like, see that. any like reports about it for whatever reason. I saw it, I think it was on Facebook or Instagram or something. I just saw like, what does this Carmelo move do, do for you? I was like, oh, <laughs> it's official. Right. Exactly. Like this move was a foregone conclusion. Honestly, what. What I want to do right now is literally just find a way, take the one clip from episode 17 of this show where you asked me something about Carmelo, and what was it? I just said, about damn time. <laughs> oh, that Ins- he got traded, yeah. Right, like, insert clip here. Insert that one portion of that right here. Oh, you're going to make me that's, go back. <laughs> that's, that, Matt and Ryan. <laughs> Matt and Ryan, <laughs> play the clip. About damn time. Uh, <laughs> if you want me to be completely honest with you, uh... It's it was the worst kept secret he wanted out, and it was an even worse cash. It wasn't even the fact that he kept it a secret. The second one, he straight up said it in in the media. He didn't want to play play a part on the bench. He wanted to start, and with that lineup that OKC had, it just wasn't feasible. It wouldn't work. But honestly, I'm just. We talked about how this would be hypothetically if if even though we all knew he was going yeah. here, so I'm. Yeah, my only thought process on this is it's about damn time. Like, congratulations. Right. Let's move on. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Houston just dropped out of the top three 
in the West. <laughs> they dropped out of the top five NBA for sure. Uh, like you lose your best two defensive big men in Ariza and uh, in Bamute, and you pick up this. I <sighs> he's in the same Shall draft as LeBron, right? Himself? He he yeah. was in the same draft as LeBron. So he, he's the only one that hasn't won one. So 15 seasons, this will be his 16th. Yeah. This dude is not in the same shape as LeBron. He His offensive game, which was once great, uh, best in the league at one point, is faded. His three-point shot, which is now a three-point league, his three-point shot has faded. His defense, which was lackluster at best in his prime, is now nothing. It rivals uh, James Harden for defense. And like I said, he has not kept himself in the greatest basketball shape like we've seen. Even Dwayne Wade, who's fought injuries, is still in pretty great shape. He can still play a full game, you know, going hard. LeBron, obviously, he's just he's a genetic freak. Um, a la Scott Steiner. But... um. Carmelo Anthony is far past his prime. He was past his prime when he went to Oklahoma City. Um, even even in New York, you could you could start to see that he was fading. This move by Houston, I, I might have said it when we talked about it the first time. I'll say it again. This is a desperation move that is making Houston that they think will still make them credible with talks, like as far as predictions and. Everyone, the media talking about them, this still makes them credible in in the media's mind in the West. But there's no way that they can compete with Golden State now. I think it, if they were to play them in a four-game series right now with their current rosters, Golden State sweeps them. Um, they, the only chance that they had the last time was because they had Mute and Ariza guarding Kevin Durant. Um, and they should have won, but their title window... Their title window was a year. It was last year, and they missed it. And they, they had to let go of Ariza. They still haven't. I don't think they've tied up with Capella yet. That's starting to scare me. Um, They're going to bring him back. He's a restricted free agent. They already said right. that. Whatever, whatever happens, Capella's coming back. But, so. but not. Yeah, I. It's, yeah. This move is desperation to stay relevant. It's not going to help them in the long run, for sure. Like they're not going to be contenders, and I would, you know, I would pick the Lakers over them right now. I would pick Portland. I would probably pick Utah. This team's just not going to be the same Houston team that we saw last year, and they know it, and they know that they need to stay relevant. So they brought in this big name, who now they can throw under the bus when when shit hits the fan. My only hope here is that last year's Carmelo Anthony. I hope it was just a product of him just playing with Westbrook. being disgruntled and not and not getting the minutes that he wanted because now he's gonna sl- he's gonna slot into the starting rotation we know that much so on paper that's a good lineup as far as Paul <clears throat> Harden Anthony whoever they put at the four and Clint and Clint Capella so I mean this all PJ this, Tucker this works PJ Tucker right so I mean this works out very so this works out well for Carmelo it's the ball is on his court. I mean, everything's set up for him. You have one of the best point guards in the league. You have one of the best players, uh, shot creators in the, in the league as well. Both of them are. Yeah. 
So he will have ample opportunity, and he's starting as well. So you'll have ample opportunity to get open But that's what concerns me. And I think this, like, it's a good thing that this is a one-year because. Oh, absolutely. Now he can try to fight to get maybe a, a two-year deal with a little bit more change in it next, next offseason. So the ball is in his court. I, I, I don't think we're going to see the same Carmelo Anthony from last year, but I also didn't think I would have. I also didn't think the Carmelo Anthony of last year would have happened in the first place. And then, and then I was wrong. So we'll see. I, what concerns me is precisely what you just said is that Houston already has two of the best uh, offensive shot creators and just offensive players in general uh, in the NBA. So adding another dude who's only going to play offense, like there's only one ball in the court. Only one person can take a shot. Harden, Harden's not going to give up his shots. That's for sure. Chris Paul, I guess, is going to have to give up some of his shots for assists. PJ Tucker is going to get less shots. I I don't know because like I I don't know how many times a game when you have Chris Paul and James Harden when Carmelo Anthony's your third option, arguably fourth option on offense. How many times is he actually going to get nice old ball? or just the ball in general to score, it it just concerns me. I don't, I don't think it works within the offense. I, like The signing makes sense. <laughs> like We all knew it was going to happen. It just makes sense. But when you actually look at like the logistics of it, it really doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I have, like I said, I don't have many, if any, strong opinions about the signing. I was... <laughs> I was like, uh, cool. It's it finally happened. Next. It makes that's, me that's... it makes me disappointed because now it's all, still again almost a foregone conclusion that Golden State's going to take it. Um unless I mean, we all knew that to begin unless with. Unless LA can make some sort of move. Um or you know, I I I still think this LA team right now as the roster is, I think they can compete, win a game or two against Golden State. I don't think they can win a series. Um, unless LeBron absolutely dominates like he has. Um, but I think this L.A. roster was, is better than the Cleveland roster, so they can compete. But I just I, I don't see another team in the West. Like, there there's a lot of good teams, don't get me wrong. You know, Portland, um, New Orleans, um, Utah. There's a lot of good teams, but I don't see them competing with Golden State in a seven-game series. I just... And Houston was my Houston was my hope to take them out, but now it's just it, not going to happen. Now <laughs> you can't you can't replace Ariza and Imbatamute with Carmelo Anthony. I, not a good move. So let's now let's stay in the NBA. We're going to go to Cleveland because Cleveland has their new number one dude for the next. Five years, I think. Four. It's a four-year deal, but it, I think it. I think it's an extension. Mm-hmm. Signed a four-year million. Ah, whatever. The it's Cle- an extension. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah, to twenty twenty-three. Yep. So it's a four five-year now deal. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, gave an extension to Kevin Love for a four. It's a four-year extension worth a hundred and twenty million dollars. Connor. Is Kevin Love worth 120 million? People forget how good he was uh, 
before he got traded there. Dude was great. And people forgot how when people forgot how when he was healthy and when he was integrated into that system, ah, how good he was for Cleveland. You know, I think I think he was the I think he was not talked when Cleveland went on the run that they did when LeBron went back. And some of that could be due to injury. Some of that could be due to because, you know, him and LeBron got into it. And there are so many rumors going around that LeBron hated uh, K-Love and everything. But Which I don't buy at all. Yeah, I, I don't I don't buy it all either. You know what? Yeah. I what what's the what's the phrase of the summer? Apparently this summer for everyone in sports and for me personally, secure the bag. Yep. I, he he deserves it. He deserves it, honestly. I he is a he is a star in this league. Not not a top flight star, not tier one. No. But again, people forget how good he is. I think it just got lost in the shadow of being behind LeBron oh, and absolutely. at one point Kyrie Irving as well. Absolutely. I think I think this is a great move. It helps out their young rookie Colin Sexton as well. They still have uh, a lot of those players on the team. There it's not that it's not that the team has a bunch of scr- absolute scrubs. I mean, no, they got they like got it, ball players, right? They have they have players to they have a team to compete in the East, and we've and if right, and I mean we've already beaten it down so many times. You know what, how bad the East is, or in how or not how bad if we want to take the optimistic view, how wide open the East is, whatever. But it, it's a great it's a great deal. Cleveland has a guy. They're not in full reset. They're not going to go into full rebuild mode because why do you have to you have your guy you have kevin love you can build a team around him and you can potentially have a good pick and pop uh situation with love and colin Sexton. so good deal congratulations congratulations to kevin love i think he deserves it i think he was gonna get this wherever he went so i like it i like it for cleveland i'm still gonna watch cleveland basketball now because they're not completely sucking so good good for kevin love yeah, I, I completely agree. I was a huge Kevin Love fan in Minnesota. The dude was a walking double-double. I think he still can be, especially now that LeBron's not there. With him being the number one dude, um, it, it's also weird to think that out of the three, him, Kyrie, and LeBron, that he's the one that's stuck in Cleveland. But, um, yeah, no, it's great for Cleveland to secure, you know, because he is a number one dude. Like, he can be, uh, not necessarily championship, but, you know, in the East, he can he can carry a team to compete, um, especially with all the other teams in the East. Um, but, yeah, to help him, he'll be able to help Colin Sexton, which I Colin Sexton's going to be a great ball player. I like him a lot. They still have, they're working on re, or, or uh, extending a contract with, I think it was Larry Nance. Yeah, they said he's top priority. Yeah, he's the next. He's the next top priority, and I believe they're also talking to Rodney Hood. I think that apparently he's still a big part of their future plans. So I they got a, a young. I like Rodney agent, Hood a lot. What was that? I said he's a restricted free agent. I believe so. They I think so. Yeah, and they can retain him. They said uh, you know once Larry Nance is tied up, I think they're going to try to keep him too. Um, I like Rodney Hood a lot. I think he's a dookie. Yeah, he's a duke guy. Um, but yeah, it's not a, I, we, everyone, everyone throughout the whole season, you know, saying how bad this roster is. It is when you're playing with LeBron James, like they're obviously not going to look good. Um, but you know, on the, on their own, they'll be, 
they'll be a six seed in the East, a seven seed in the East, maybe. Just because, just because Kevin Love will be that good, he'll be able to go back to his old form. He'll be able to be his old self, scoring, uh, rebounding, and you know running his team. And I think Colin Sexton's going to be a great fit there. Um, like you said, I'm I'm still going to watch these Cleveland games whenever they're whenever I can. Um, they're they'll be a fun team. But yeah, I. <sighs> I'd say it's worth the money, and like you said, you know, it's it's great for Kevin Love to get that money. I think he was going to get it, if not in Cleveland, he was going to get it somewhere else. He's worth that oh, money, without um, a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. We'll see if he's still worth that money. Uh, we'll see if he can still play to the level that he did. I think he can. I, he looks to be in great shape. Um, but yeah, he, I, I, yeah, I would say he's worth the money. Um, especially if you're Cleveland, because right now you're not going to get a top guy and you probably won't for a while you're probably going to have to rebuild much like Philadelphia did you know make your own stars so being able to hold on to like you know a second tier player like Kevin Love that's that's going to be big for them um especially with that young roster i i don't think they're competing for championships or anything but but yeah it'll be it'll be fun it, um you got any more on this Secure the bag. Secure the bag. LeBron Move even on. said it. LeBron tweeted. <laughs> LeBron tweeted at Kevin Love. He said, "You know, secure the bag. Congrats, dude." Like even he was happy about it. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have minded at all. I know LeBron wouldn't have done this again. He. I don't like. I don't think he likes. Unless your name is James Jones, he doesn't like keep bringing you to other teams. But I wouldn't have minded seeing Kevin Love in the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, he Especially, went to school right down the street at UCLA. UCLA so. with Westbrook. That would have been a good fit too. He could have go. He could have met up with Westbrook again in Oklahoma City. That would have been interesting. I don't know. I I like it a lot. I'm interested to see what Cleveland will be uh, with the post LeBron James era. <clears throat> I think they'll be aggressive. Same. I think. I think. I think they'll be aggressive in the draft, like they were. Yeah. Maybe they'll find another Kyrie. I think they kind of did with Colin Sexton. And I, they're in, they're in a much better shape this time around than they were the first time LeBron left. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Um, all right, we got through these really quickly, but that's okay because this next topic, I feel like me and you are going to talk about for a while because there's a lot of different ways that we can go into this. So we're going to start with some segments, and we're going to start with hashtag mad about it because I am. D- Let me phrase it this way: <laughs> WWE's creative team. I'm hashtag mad about it because over the past, it's been three and a half years now, almost four years of this God awful Roman Reigns storyline of him overcoming Brock Lesnar. And we all thought we all thought everyone, everyone thought that it was going to be at WrestleMania that they finally, that, that this whole storyline culminated at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns conquering Brock Brock was going to go back to UFC, and Roman was going to be the top guy. Nope, just kidding. Vince wanted to swerve us because it's WrestleMania, and he doesn't want it to be predictable. That's okay. You know, I I kind of respect that. You don't you don't want like you can be predictable in wrestling. Ooh, excuse me, as NXT has proven, you can be predictable and still good. But I, you know, I like the swerve. It's okay, but. Then comes the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia, and 
it was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title again. And everyone, again, thought this is it. You know, perfect time. He's going to get a good reaction uh, over in Europe and – or not in Europe, in Asia. And he – they'll finally crown him. They're not going to swerve us here, you know. But then uh, – in controversial fashion, which I don't think it was meant to be controversial, but it was, and now it gives Roman Reigns something to whine about. He lost again to Brock Lesnar, and now we because haven't. They, now we haven't even they, seen Because they Brock struck Lesner. a contract deal with Brock Lesnar, essentially at the eleventh hour. Yep, to keep him, um, to keep him yep. in WWE, and now we haven't even seen Brock Lesnar since 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 Greatest Royal Rumble, and now here again. They had an out. They had an out. They could have done Bobby Lashley. They really could have. And then they could have told a storyline where, you know, hey, Roman hasn't beaten Bobby. Like, what the hell? Nope. At some, the SummerSlam, and I guarantee you it'll be the main event. Oh, it will. Will be Brock Lesnar defending his Universal Championship for what seems like the hundredth time against Roman Reigns. And I am mad about it. For several reasons, like I said, they had now they could have made it Bobby Lashley, and then there's a st- because okay, so here's here's what's going to happen. I'll tell you this right now. Here's what's going to happen at SummerSlam. Roman Reigns is going to beat Brock Lesnar. It may take ten spears, and he may kick out of seven F fives, but he will beat Brock Lesnar. And while the crowd is sitting there booing him. And chanting for Braun Strowman, Braun Strowman will answer that call, and Braun Strowman will come out and cash in his Money in the Bank contract on a beaten up Roman Reigns, because and that then Kevin Owens is going to come in and interfere. No, <laughs> Braun will win the title. Braun is walking out. I already told Duncan to make like set in my pick for the for SummerSlam. Braun Strowman <laughs> is walking out champion because that. Because that's the WWE way that, you know, Lesnar won't get his rematch because then you can do a feud between Strowman and Roman real quick. He can get his rematch and then Roman can go feud with someone else. And then you're building up this feud between Roman and Braun for WrestleMania and Roman Reigns can finally defeat the unstoppable monster at WrestleMania. He can finally, his this big long underdog of the big dog story um, at WrestleMania, he can finally win the Universal Championship. That's what's going to happen. What should happen, what should have happened, Bron- either Bobby should have beat him and Bobby should be facing Lesnar, and then Bobby can win, and then th- that whole thing can happen where Strowman catches in on Bobby instead. Because then you have that feud. And then you have a storyline where Roman has never beaten Bobby. So when Bobby, you know, if he ever becomes champion again, then you can have that feud like, hey, you've never beaten me, you know, come win my title. Or, you know, come take my title, but you can't. They, they have that whole storyline. Or they could have had a screwy finish on Raw last night, two nights ago, for people that are listening. On Monday night, they could have had a screwy finish where they make it a triple threat at SummerSlam. And that would have made it so much better. It would have been a better match. We're not getting Roman versus Brock one-on-one. We... It'll make it a little more unpredictable because who knows? Bobby could win. Braun Strowman could come in and make it a fatal four way. Is Strowman going to cash in? Because they're you know, it it makes it a lot more interesting. Now, what do you do with Bobby Lashley 
you know, he he doesn't have a feud for SummerSlam. We, I'm sure they'll give him something. Sami Zayn esque. God, that was a thing. This whole Roman Reigns thing, the whole Roman Reigns experiment has been terrible. It has not worked. And WWE, it, it's literally the definition of definition of insanity. They have tried the same thing over and over and over, expecting different results. And they're still not going to get that result. Whether Roman wins at SummerSlam, whether he wins it at Survivor Series, whether he wins it at WrestleMania, whether he wins it on a Monday Night Raw, it doesn't matter. He is going to get booed. And the crowd is never going to like him. You either need to turn him heel or quit trying to make him Universal Champion. It's just not going to work. And especially because it doesn't help that all of these matches, like if he kept trying to get this belt and has failed against several champions, that's a different story. But because it's been Brock Lesnar and he hasn't, like why does he keep getting championship matches if he keeps losing to the same dude? Like you you have to stop at some point. You just can't keep giving him title matches against the same guy. The matches get old. The storylines get old. You keep repeating everything. It's just terrible. Roman Reigns, the experiment is over. But it's not really because WWE is going to stick with it. And I, I still I still don't get why. I'm really mad about it. I'm hashtag mad about it. Connor, would you like to add? <laughs> would you like to touch on this subject? I would like to preface all of this by saying the following. If you are new to this podcast, or if you're not new to this podcast, but you're new to this side of me, yes, I still watch the WWE. Yes, we you, watch wrestling. You can, it is up to you now if you will, if you decide to disown me or not. <laughs> um, I would also like to preface this with, also with the following. Wrestling t-shirts are in apparently? Because I was at the mall the other day, dude, and so many people Oh, we're in wrestling. I saw really? one in a mower. Oh my goodness! Yeah, like every two minutes, it felt like. Well, that's because they started selling in a, them in a, in a wrestling t-shirt. They started selling them at Hot Topic. They're really popular there. Oh, they've been selling them at Hot Topic since I was like in high school. Oh well, yeah, but now they got you know like the Bullet Club ones are really big there now. Oh yeah, yeah. but you, but man, no, they. I was seeing so many at the mall. I saw a mower of lawns one. <sighs> I saw literally an entire family. Well, it was three members of the family. I, Okay. Yeah, I think they're all part of the family. No, one was definitely the girl from one dude. Okay. And then there was the little brother of the one dude. But they were in AJ Styles stuff. That's and awesome. then I saw another person in Roman Reigns gear. And then I saw a little kid in John Cena gear, which is, you know, I mean, that, that's expected. Yeah, I, like, I was just in the Dells uh, this past week. I saw a lot of t-shirts. Like, a lot, wrestling t-shirts are in. Yeah. Like, I don't feel bad about the idea of me buying one big very very soon now that all that's over with and now that and now that the admittance of me be still being a nerd is uh is out is out of the way and people are probably listening to this debating if they wanted to sell me or not now i'll get to this um did i not snapchat you so many different potential ideas and stuff like that on wwe 2k18 yeah and i feel like when some obscure 22 year old kid who, who is just whipping up these random ass matches on a video game and they're 
still turn out to be better booking decisions than the real thing, we have a problem. I, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm more mad about, actually. I don't know if I'm more mad about the fact that WWE might have actually found a way to get me to legitimately hate Roman. Because I, because I admitted to you guys when you guys were, came over to watch Money in the Bank, I was like, "Yeah, I actually like Roman Reigns. I fucking hate his well, booking." Well, yeah. So I, let me. Uh, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. Sorry, I, I don't. I hate Roman Reigns because of his character and the way that he's booked. They're just not. They don't fit him. He tried to carry on the Shield momentum, didn't work. He's trying to be the guy. It's not working. But they also book him kind of as an underdog, even though he's this big dude who's unstoppable. It's weird. I will admit that when he when he says non-scripted promos, he's pretty good. Like most wrestlers, like any scripted promo is not going to be good, but they give him scripted promos more more often than not. But when it's non-scripted, he can be decent. He can have a good promo. And he is a good worker. He's a good wrestler. I, I will always admit that. A lot of his matches can be entertaining when they're not repetitive. That's the only problem, though. All of his feuds, all of his matches, everything is repetitive, and it's just, it's just bad booking. So I'll preface it with that. I I don't I don't hate Roman as a, I don't hate Joe whatever his name is. I hate I I don't like Roman Reigns. That's 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 the whole thing behind this. Sorry, Connor. I just had no. You're no. You're all good. I just I don't know if I'm just more mad about the fact that the same i can't even say the the phrase tried and true because they definitely have tried but ain't nothing true about it the only thing that is true about it is that it's pissing off everybody um so there's that i don't know if they tried i don't know if i'm more mad about the fact that they tried to deke this the a couple or last week when they introduced a bunch of people into the phrase like oh yeah like we want to like oh yeah as a tired of seeing Roman, we're not all we're not always just selling Roman. Here, here's Drew McIntyre. Here, here's Elias. Here, here's yeah. Seth Rollins. Here, here's this. But, but we all knew what was going to happen. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, oh, and by the way, here's Finn Balor. Remember him? We we managed him, but here he is again. Hi guys. Let's. Yeah. And then all of us were just like, we know where this is going. You're yeah. not fooling everyone. It's going to be Bobby and. Roman part two and we know how this story ends we know how it ends um so I don't know I I I don't know if I'm more mad about that I don't know if if I'm more mad at the fact that I don't know if I should be trying to pick who I'm more mad at at WWE's horrible booking of the situation or the fact that the title has just been off tv i i don't know i really don't i I would argue that it's it's been off of tv because of their horrible booking yeah and i just honestly if SummerSlam is not the last chapter of this if this is not it of of roman brock or just Roman. Of, Ro- of, Ro- of Roman Brock. Okay, yeah, I, I completely agree. Like, if this is not the final straw, because 
All I know is that at the end of the night on August 19th, the title will be back on TV more often because I have a hard time thinking they're going to go a full calendar year with with the crown's jewel hardly off TV. Yeah, I have a very difficult time knowing that, knowing that how the ratings are going and everything That's else. True. I have a horrible horrible time thinking they're keeping the title on Brock knowing that he's gone and knowing that he's preparing for this super fight with Daniel Cormier see that's the, the other thing though I could see them doing that only to Ex- to like exactly. say that he's a double champ which scares Ex- me exactly and my whole thought process on this man I just I want it to end I'm tired of it I am tired of it I'm I've every possible thing has already been said by you, by Kiz, by Duncan, by Josh, by Zach, by Tom, by everyone, by most people on minus to people who I swear are like I the Roman some Roman Reigns fans are just a cult. I swear they're worse than twenty one pilot fans. Um yeah, but... they're worse than John Cena fans. Yeah, to an extent. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> just a just a quick plug. Episode 15, we had uh, Extreme Rules reactions. We go in on Roman Reigns. Oh, you did. All <laughs> six of us. <laughs> you guys did. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know if I'm just more mad about how they're handling this situation or if I'm more mad about how they've just botched creative or how creative has botched so many different things, how people who should still be in the title picture are now just kind of drifting. You know, I, where is Finn Balor? Where's the demon King Finn Balor? You know, what, like when are we going to see Seth? Not that I'm mad that he's in the con for the intercontinental, but when are we going to see him graduate to the universal championship picture? Because he's earned it. You know, when are the, the trigger bring, uh have ambrose back and we get to see that there's there are so i think that's gonna happen at SummerSlam. there are so 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 many different things and also on top of all this what's the point of bringing back bobby lashley if you're not if you're not gonna give him this universal championship match if they're just not gonna like he hasn't done like, anything like what's the like what's the point unless he is the next unless he's going to be in the universal championship match Whatever that match is, whether it's a one-on-one, a triple threat, a fatal four-way, whatever, after yeah. SummerSlam, what was the point? I, I still Bobby, I still have hope that they're going to add him the, to the SummerSlam match. I have hope, too. Yeah. My my thing is is that I can maybe get over the fact of them finally putting it on range because we all know at some point, whether it's next month, whether it's later in the year, whether it's WrestleMania, the yeah. belt's going to be back on the guy yeah, who... Yeah. Every, who everyone knows is the new John Cena, is the although, new face of the franchise. Although it, you can't say back on him. He has not won it yet. He has not won it yet. Correctly, yeah. but he has helped. He's, he, he did have the it, world title. I, I, I know what you mean. He did have the world title. He, yeah. It's going to be on him. Yes. He's the face of Monday Night Raw. We all know he's going to have it again. Or just not again, but he's going to have he's, it. Right. He's going he's to be have, the, he's, he's going he's to be gonna the, the universe, universal yeah. champion. It's just, it's not a matter of if. It is simply a matter of, of when, when. and I don't care when it is. I have reached a point that I don't care. I really don't care. 
care. I just wouldn't want to know what they're going to do with everyone else. How are they going to handle Braun? How are they going to handle Seth when he inevitably gets back into the, into the title picture? How are, how are they going to handle Bobby Lashley, who they just brought back? And, they made, and it was the biggest thing when he came back the, the night after Mania, and they have just criminally, criminally butchered him yeah. recently. I, I mean, what's the point? If it's a long game, they're like, oh, we're going to eventually bring put the title on Bobby or put a title on Bobby, then the window has been severely missed. Yes. It has been severely missed because we know he's not walking out of SummerSlam with the belt. So. No, yeah, 100%. I just. It's frustrating to think about, honestly, because I've reached a point of getting so annoyed to the point where I just don't care. I just want something to be done. Yeah. And it's not even it's not even that I'm mad at Roman. And it's honestly not even that I'm mad at Brock, even though I'm ticked off at Brock Lesnar right now. Right. I just I don't understand what creative is doing. And I think I'm more mad about the fact how they tried to hide it. And hide the fact that they tried to say, oh, we're going to intro- we're going to have a new title. scene. we're going to throw all these people that all these darlings that everybody likes. And. Oh, and they're going to like this, but we all know what's going to happen next. So it's like, who were they fooling? I, If I'm going to hope that the Monday after SummerSlam, so what, what would that be? The 20th? August 20th. Yep. I'm going to hope that on August 20th, when I am sitting at home, hopefully just coming back from a weekend in Wisconsin, um, uh, watching it with you guys. Yeah. I'm going to hope that I'm going to be sitting on my couch halfway packing for a wedding. I have to go through that following weekend. <laughs> I'm going to hope and I'm going to pray or not. Mo, I want to go that far, but you get the idea. Yeah. But I'm going to hope that the, that after SummerSlam creative just hits a hard reset on back starting that Monday night. The title's back on TV, and you just hit a reset. And I don't care how they do that reset. I don't care if it's a surprise superstar shakeup. I don't care if they just. I don't care if it's you know. But just throw someone else in the title picture. Right. I don't care. Yeah. I I I want a hard reset. If I see any traces of the same old song and dance after SummerSlam. I am so done. Yeah, I am. I will be beyond done because they've they've already made me not care about a wrestler that I enjoy. They've made me almost forget about someone who I actually, admittedly, almost thought about being them for Halloween. If I could find somebody who knows how to do body paint, <laughs> that would be Finn Balor. So, if anyone knows anyone who knows how to do body paint very well, send them my way. <laughs> um, but it just needs to end. I think we I think in the back of everyone's mind, we all know it's going to end. But I think everyone has the same fear that it's not going to end. It's just going to be prolonged even longer. Yeah, right. And my only saving grace or the only thing that I'm thinking of as to a creative might actually get this one. I don't want to say right, but at least get this one. I don't know. Decent. Yeah is that I think they know, judging by how bad 
the uh, when they announced that Brock was going to be on TV next week, how freaking horrendously he was booed, the or that that, in, or that announcement so was hard. booed. They booed the top champion. They booed the fact that the top champion is going to be on TV. They booed Paul Heyman, which is yeah. kind of a, which is kind of an impressive which, feat like, nowadays. You want your heels to be Heyman. you want your heels to be booed, but not be booed that they're going to be there. You want to right. see like, you want to see your top heels like you you want to book them to where they're being booed that they are there or that they're being good that they're winning. You want to see your top heel get beat up. That's like that's the main but you don't right. want people to not see that. You don't want them to be happy to not see them. Right. So my the thing that gives me a little bit of hope is that I think every one of them knows this. I think Creative knows it. I think Vince McMahon knows it. I think Triple H knows it. I think everyone in WWE knows this, is that the longer you hold pretty much the crown jewel of the flagship show off of TV, just disappears, just makes an appearance once every three months, and sometimes it's not even that, the... the the belt makes an unofficial appearance by way of Paul Heyman. I think they realize that the longer they do that, the product is already failing Yep. as far as ratings wise and everything, no matter how much they're trying to push other things, the longer they keep that crown jewel off the flagship show, the worse it's going to get. The at, like it's going to be bad. Yeah. They don't like they don't like when fans take over, you know, take over sh- or be, get hostile, hostile, and make all the chants. Do you really want to open up that further can of worms? Not even the can of worms at this point. You just want to kick open Pandora's box at this point yeah. and keep the title off of TV even longer. They just can't. even longer. They just can't at this point. Like they can't, they honestly can't afford it at this point. I would, they could throw the belt on Mojo Rawley for all I give a damn, and I'll be happy because the belt is on TV. That'd be kind of entertaining. I, not gonna lie. It, I, I've honestly just reached a point of I don't care if it's Braun, I don't care if it's Roman, I don't care if it's Bobby, I don't care if it's my boy Finn, I don't care if The Rock comes back for all I care. I don't, I don't care if it's, I don't care if. They pull a swerve, and I don't know, no way, Jose. A surprise call from NXT. He's already up. Right. TJ Perkins, for all I care. Yeah. Just put the belt on somebody, anybody, and make them on the main roster, and let me see that belt the the next Monday, the Monday after that, and the Monday after that, and the Monday after that. That is all I care about as a fan of the business, of a fan of so many of my favorite wrestlers who have been criminally butchered because of all of this horrible booking. It's just bad. It is bad. It has literally made me, it's turned me off to watching it, to be completely honest. Yeah, I don't don't watch Monday Night Raw. It's it's completely turned me off from watching it. So we'll see. We'll see. I am just, yeah, I am... So annoyed. Yeah, honestly, like I just said, I don't watch Monday Night Raw anymore. Um, it's it's too long. It only has you know one. It has one singles title. It has a women's title, and it has a tag title, and they're all treated poorly. 
They're they're not the world titles. They're and they fill their time poorly. Monday Night Raw's a mess. Um, I I watch SmackDown because SmackDown's still good. It's short enough. All their champions are credible. You know, it, it's still a good product. I'll finish it out by saying this: It's not good that sitting here right now while you were just talking, I thought of five separate contenders for the Universal Champion that would A, make more sense than Roman Reigns, and B, produce better storylines. I I thought of five different. <laughs> you can do Drew McIntyre and have him and Dolph run the show with the Universal and, and Intercontinental Championship, and then maybe even go after the tag, the tag titles. Easy. You have them run the show. And Drew's a credible threat. He's big enough he could face Lesnar. You could do Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins has beaten Brock Lesnar before, twice technically. He won the t- he won his first title off of Lesnar, and then you can run a storyline saying, "Hey, Roman, I've done this twice now, and you haven't. Ha ha! <laughs> I'm better than you." You can run that later. You could do Bobby Lashley, like I was talking again, a big credible threat to Brock Lesnar. He's an actual fighter. Brock's an actual fighter, credible threat, and then you can run the storyline that Bobby's better than Roman. Bobby can take on Strowman. He's a credible main eventer. You can do Braun Strowman. You can go back and not give him the universal belt or the the money in the bank, and you can just have him continue to dominate right through Brock Lesnar. Simple as that. Or you can do, do the easy route, which I can't believe they haven't done, is in Finn Balor. Give him his rematch. The man who has never, ever legitimately lost the title. He never. He had to give up the title and then never got his rematch. And I'm so sick of them saying that he never got his rematch. It it makes the company look stupid to keep pointing out that they have never given him a rematch. They make themselves look so dumb by saying that he is not. But Roman has lost all of his rematches and keeps getting new matches. It's just ridiculous. I'm legitimately i've worked myself into a shoot here i'm legitimately mad about it is i'm I'm trying to think is the phrase red herring here i think that might be it but i want i'm really 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 hoping that the fact that they keep continuously mentioning wow excuse me i'm really hoping that the fact that they are continuously mentioning that finn was the first ever universal champion the fact that they had him go out there with a mic and say as much and the fact that they had made him even say that he never got his rematch, I'm hoping that it's some form of a red herring or what. I think that's the I think that's the right term. Yeah, no, that's the right term. Here. Yep. But I really hope that's that that's something where they're just like, oh yeah, we know that we know we know, give him the belt. But then like months down the road, all of us is like, oh, that's why they had him say that. Right? I I'm I I'm hoping hope. that's what happens. Because yeah. I can see it happening. I knowing how creative gets, I can see that happening where they just where they accidentally do that. They do. But they but they hammer it things turns out in. to have yeah. been the the right decision. They do. They do uh, foreshadow things. So I I could see that, but they've done it so many times, like these multi man number one contendership matches, where they throw Balor in there, and it's every time the only reason that he's actually there. It's not like he's saying, "Oh, I'm a credible threat." It's just I'm the uncrowned champion, and it's it's every time and it's repetitive. That's yeah. well, um, 
we'll do a show leading up to SummerSlam, maybe the week before, you know, or some, we'll do a show completely WWE where we can get into this. But until then, let's move on to some more segments. So the next segment that we're going to do, we're going to do winners and losers. Um, we're going to start with the winners, um, and I'll go first. I have uh, my winners for the week, or for today, I guess, because we'll probably this will probably be a, a daily segment for us. Um, my winners today are the Dodgers. Um, as we all know, a week ago, the Dodgers made the trade for Manny Machado and gave up five prospects, five, five of their top prospects um, from their pipeline for Manny Machado and at, at first I thought this was you know it, it's a good trade obviously you're getting Manny Machado adding him to a good team like you know I didn't think much of it but the more you think about it the Dodgers hit a home run with this trade because they uh, Corey Seager he had to get Tommy John surgery so he was out for the year and so they needed a shortstop they have another they have Chris Taylor who can play shortstop and who's going to be playing shortstop. We'll get to that in a second. But um, So you get Manny Machado, obviously, hands down one of the best defenders and hitters in the league right now. He's having a career year. You get him to fill in at shortstop, and now you at third base you have Max Muncie, who was in the home run derby. He's decent, not, not great defensively, um, but he's a home run hitter. He's a lot like Eric Thames. And, uh, and Josh Turner, who's been facing his own injury bugs this season. Um, so now the the Dodgers have, which I think is hilarious. So Manny Machado during all these trade rumors were saying, "Oh, you know, I I don't care where I'm going. I'm not going to play third. I'm strictly a shortstop now. Like I I'm going to play shortstop wherever I go." And he played shortstop for the first five games <laughs> with the Dodgers, and then immediately they sent they said, "Nope, just kidding. You're going to play third." <laughs> which I think is great. The Dodgers are like, "I don't care what you think. We're playing you at third." So obviously, so, and now, so now what I was thinking before was before they moved him to third, I was thinking, okay, this is perfect. He is literally a rental player for the Dodgers. He, he's only going to play the rest of this season because next season they'll get Corey Seager back and they'll be set. They'll be fine. And they can afford to give up players because they can go buy players. It's, it's as simple as that. The Dodgers have money. We talked about this in one of our other episodes. The Dodgers have money. They can go buy five new dudes that they just gave up. They can afford to do that. So he's literally a rental player for them. And I think he still is. But now that they're moving him to third, it makes it a little more interesting. Because now, if he, if you can make him somewhat happy and somewhat content playing at third, next year you get Corey Seager back, you can make a real run to re-sign him, to keep him in L.A. The Dodgers can actually make an argument to say, hey, stay here, especially if they do good in the postseason, and say, hey, we're getting our, one of our other better, our one of our other best players back. You can come and we'll win. Like, we'll be even better. You just have to stay at third. They have a legitimate shot at re-signing him now. And even if they don't, they just got a good replacement for Corey Seager for the rest of the season. They definitely won this trade, hands down. Uh, this was one of the smartest things they could have done. The, so, Dodgers are my winners today. Connor, who you got? NFL running backs everywhere. <laughs> yeah, good call. Because of the Todd Gurley contract, and everybody's about to get paid very soon. So, 
Like I've said earlier, the bidding war for Le'Veon Bell officially started once news broke of the girly contract. So my winners, simply put, are NFL running backs. Good callback, yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> like 100%. I'm trying to get this to load. So now we're going to do losers. Um, my losers, unfortunately, are the Brewers. <laughs> um Right now they're currently – I'm going to date this a little bit, but right now they're currently in extra innings against the Nationals, so hopefully they can pull that out. But before that, um, they lost – so going back a couple of weeks, they they won the series against uh, the Braves, but that was their last series win because then they lost the series against the Miami Marlins, <laughs> who had probably 15 people in their stadium. <laughs> Um, they lost that series 2-1. Then they got a five-game sweep against the Pirates. The Pirates swept them five games in a row. So then that's seven out of eight games that they lost. No. Yeah. Uh, yep. Seven out of five. Jesus. What am I saying right now? Seven out of eight they lost. <laughs> um, and then after the All-Star break, they lost the series against the Dodgers. And then... Yeah. So, and then they won against the Nationals yesterday. So, currently, before this game, you know, tomorrow it'll be different. But they are what eight, eleven. So they won. They've only won two out of eleven games. That's bad. The Brewers need to figure. They always have this slump, and it usually is in the second half of the season. It came a little early this year. They always have this slump. The Brewers and the management and the coaching need to figure something out. You have some veteran players now. You need to figure out what this is and what's going on, and you need to address it immediately before the Cubs, before it's too late, before the Cubs build too big of a lead. So my losers today are the Brewers, unfortunately. Mines would have to be, because this report came out about a, a little bit shortly before we started recording, but it's got to be Kawhi Leonard now because I don't know if you saw, but so he's not attending the USA basketball mini camp. Right. And the reason why is because he wants to get, take the time to get acclimated to the, to the new switch <laughs> and everything. But then a bunch of other reports came out. there just like, this is weird because literally all he's wanted to do was get back into playing competitive basketball. So we all know what this is about. He just doesn't want to be around. He doesn't want to be around DeMar. He doesn't want to be around coach pop. This is probably, this yeah. is, I don't know if this is just pettiness or if this is him just cementing himself as probably the most unlikable players of re- recently, but this is getting ridiculous. I'm getting so sick of the whole Kawhi Leonard saga. It just seems to be a new chapter every day. Well, did you see the other uh, Kawhi Leonard news today? Oh, dear. He, uh, I got to find it, but I'm pretty sure that he is done with Jordan. Yeah, with the Jordan brand. Yeah, Jordan. Yeah, Jordan told Kawhi Leonard that they're not going to extend this contract once it runs out. So that hurts him. Like I'd say that that's big. Like that makes him a big loser too, because he, I, the biggest that we talked about it with Tom, the biggest thing for Kawhi is his shoe deal, and now yeah. he's not with Jordan. Like yeah, that's, that's big. Here we go. Found it finally. He is just he. He's just alienating himself from so many people. Yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, 
Jordan Brand will let Leonard walk when his contract expires, which actually it could be good for him. Um, maybe he'll go somewhere else and they'll give him a shoe because Nike obviously didn't want to. I don't know. I, I, Nike and Jordan, I think, are the biggest basketball brands. Um, Under Armour's creeping up there, but Nike's definitely one of the biggest ones. And so to not to not be extended with them is not a good look, especially when your main goal right now is to get a shoe deal. So yeah, definitely Kawhi's. I would. That's a good pick for a loser. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> just, just Kawhi in general this off season, just not, not good. All right, one last thing from both of us, Connor. You want to start off with your one last thing? Yeah, uh, this one last thing I guess will be will be where I do my shoutouts here. The sure. two that I have. Uh, the first one is a friend of mine who has been a listener since, like I said, since my little five-minute cameo. Um, and, yeah, uh, a good friend of mine. So I don't know if you are hearing this, but uh, shouts, out to, shouts out to Jamie. Uh, are listening all the way in Louisiana right now. Uh, uh, listening listening to this uh from the soundcloud days (laughs) and now (laughs) and now on itunes so uh shout out uh shout out to you and i'm and i'm glad that you listen uh you know it it means a lot and also another shout out that i want to give when this person eventually makes it this damn far uh, into the podcast is one of the members of my little world cup final group it was me uh and a bunch of people and only one person had not heard it only one person had not heard the podcast <laughs> so um if you made it this far margaret thank you for listening um and also why were you the only one out of the group who did not know what about the podcast so <laughs> like come on like come on like all of us like we're all we're all cool, you know. It was like, oh yeah, we're just gonna have fun, watch the game, and then bam, never heard the podcast. Ooh, <laughs> so, yikes! <laughs> but yeah, so thank, uh, thank, thank you to those two, and thank you to really everyone on my end, you know, who's been just who once it was announced that I was on this, going to be on the show full time. They're just like, wait, what? Yeah, and decided listening. So yeah, that's that's my one last. That's one my one last thing. Yeah, I'm gonna extend off of that real quick on mine. Uh, thank you everyone for listening obviously it, it uh we're just trying we're trying to make this podcast growing and i think this itunes itunes mute move is going to help a lot for sure um so yeah that's that's going to be my one last thing for today is just the podcast in general we're on itunes now um so it's still going to be on soundcloud don't worry about that it's it, it soundcloud is the main source but now it's going to be pushed to itunes also and I also submitted it to Spotify, so hopefully soon it'll be on that too. Um, but because it's on iTunes now, um, I think that it, that and SoundCloud alone cover enough cover enough space that I'm not going to be putting the podcast on YouTube anymore. But stay tuned for some YouTube news because there's something in the works for the YouTube channel itself. It's still going to be we're still going to stay on the YouTube channel. It just might be some different content, so stay tuned for that. But yes, for as of right now, the podcast is going to be only on SoundCloud and iTunes, and hopefully Sound or uh, Spotify at some point. Um, but yeah, that, that's basically it. Give, give us a 
give us a star rating. That that that's how I, I've learned uh, how the iTunes podcast system works. That that's how we start getting suggested on on things. Is you know enough star ratings and enough reviews. Um, so definitely try to do that for us. Uh, just share us with your friends. Should sh- tell people about us. Give people you know just tell them to listen to a certain clip or something that you liked. Just try to try to get the word around. Uh, that's all we're trying to do at this point. We're still growing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but but yeah, thank you to everyone who's already been listening. Thank you to the guys who listen constantly. Uh, you guys are great. So thank you a lot, Connor. You want to bring us out? Yes, sure thing. Alrighty, so uh, a little preview for this Friday. We are going to talk about what our life ratings would be. Yeah. And so, it's going to yeah. be great. Get on social media. So, tell us what you think our life 2K ratings are as far I, as I, we have a certain – we have a couple the, categories out there already on our Twitter. Um, th- there's a few that people yeah. have texted me, and then and then there's a few that I'm going to – well, a few more that I'm going to write down, write down yeah. that, I, that I'm going to take my own stab at. Yeah, I'm gonna. Like, oh, I'm gonna yeah, do. I would definitely be this. So. Yeah, I'm gonna do some for it, it, myself, and then hopefully, <laughs> I got one on Twitter. I'll we'll talk about it on Monday, but or on oh Friday. God. But I'll I got one on Twitter that I thought was really funny. <laughs> but no, yeah. I'm super stoked for uh, for the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, until then, make sure you follow us on Twitter at frko podcast. That is the pod. That is the podcast twitter uh, make sure to follow uh ko here at olson 2k18 and to follow myself at connor moore underscore seven links in the description also, sure, links in the, in, the, in the twitter description that is correct also on instagram we are at, uh we are titled first round ko if you see the graphic which looks like us about to square, square up in a ufc match you found the right one so there you go but until then, as you mentioned, thank you for watching. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode on Friday, where we shock the system as we have been since day one-ish.